You're listening to the Audio Harassment Podcast. Welcome to the platform for the average grunt, hosted by two idiots with strong opinions and no filters. So clutch your pearls and buckle up. Prepare to be audibly harassed. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Audio Harassment Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the very, very best in the business. I'm talking about Lucas. My radar's over there smoking, buddy. Sharp. Luke, how's it going? (laughs) All right, you're catching on with these intros, throwing out some classics. That's good. And as always, folks, you are a primary host for the Audio Harassment Podcast today. Love is in the air with Rob. I'll regret it in the morning, so I sleep till noon, Kendrick. Love is, in fact, in the air. Valentine's Day is upon us this week, and there's a lot going on this week. Anything that uh, you got special maybe going on with the wifey heading into Valentine's Day? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. The answer to that, of course, is no, because uh, very rarely, if ever, do I celebrate Valentine's Day. As with most men, I think it's a stupid gimmick. Um, but I, her and I did take those two days off together. I think the day before and the day of, so, you know, if we could sit down and just relax for a second while the baby takes a nap, that would be, uh, (laughs) that's probably going to be the highlight of the day, to be honest with you. How about you? That's a win in itself at that point. Now you're at that point in uh, a where you're just happy to get a, a quiet minute to yourself. Dude, if I could, if I could get a shower or lunch, that's the highlight of my day. But, uh. How about you? What do you got going on? You going to do anything with uh, one of the exes slash intermittent in and outs? I'm probably going to be going out with the MILF on Valentine's Day. You know how that goes. We usually have a, a decent night out. Maybe she'll buy a bottle of uh, champagne or something. I'll take her out. Well, that's got to split it down the middle. That's got to be the limit right there. One bottle. You drink too much and the fucking night's ruined. You literally just need a buzz and then that's it. Too much and she'll start I- sp- Sprouting out with the mouth. Sprouting out with the mouth is right. To be honest with you, I'm probably not even going to be drinking this Valentine's Day. I've uh, I've had enough of the booze for now. But we'll be going out for a nice meal probably. Uh, she just did a little something nice for me, so I'll, I'll probably end up taking her out. No worries, though, because I got a gift card. <laughs> hey, if it's on the house, you can have two bottles. Hey, I got to spend this gift card, and this is the perfect time to do it. So, You know, I'll tell you... If- for uh, Valentine's Day, I'll probably, uh, look, I'm not a bad guy, but I, I consider myself a nice guy. So I'm going to probably take my girl over to Dunkin' Donuts and get her one of those heart-shaped donuts. They put the sprinkles and the icing on, you know? <laughs> did I? What a romantic. Did I tell you about the guy quickly who um, every morning I go to the Dunkin' Donuts drive through Because, you know, the Northeast is built and bred inside me, so I can't even escape it when I move. And uh, the guy who works the drive-thru, this is how he greets you every day, no matter what. You pull up, and this is him. You ready? He goes, yeah. Welcome to Dunkin', and what can I do for you today? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. He's in the Migos? To ask my girl every day, that's exactly how he greets you. Welcome to Dunkin', and what can I do for you today? I mean, you can't not. He obviously knows that you're bad and bougie. (laughs) it's it always gets a pop out of me though because like i'm still not tipping because i'm against tipping but if i were to tip i'd throw him a fucking washington you know what i mean i don't think i've ever tipped a drive-through person in my entire life have you nah i only tipped the service unless it was a keep the change (laughs) 
I only tip the uh, service industry people, you know, if, if they get underpaid and they're doing a good job, I'll tip them. But if you're getting a solid wage, no tip, it ain't going to happen. I've worked too hard in my life to tip someone who works less hard. Uh, you know what my absolute favorite drive through experience is? You probably know. Do you know? I probably do know. All right. Well, <laughs> there, there was one day, I don't know, we, we just do stupid things sometimes. So one day you really overly heavily gelled your hair and you stuck some coins and some rolled up dollar bills inside of your heavily gelled hair. Oh, yeah. And when we went through the drive through, when they asked for payment, you pulled the money out of your <laughs> thick, standing, heavily gelled hair. I've got the video of that. We got. Yeah, that's tremendous. That I will never forget that. That's my favorite drive-through experience, probably. I should have I should have uh, posted that video back in the day. That's a TikTok viral, dude. I everywhere we went, we went to a convenience store with that too. And uh, I remember taking a picture of the mirror they used to spy on you to make sure you're not stealing their fucking you know spicy Cheetos. And you could just look in the mirror and down, you'd just see a rolled up buck with like two quarters, and it wouldn't budge. It was completely stuck into my stupid fucking hair for the day. It, it, only we would do something that stupid, I feel like, just for a pop. I'm going to have to run that bit back. I got to hit up a toll booth with that one. How much was that? Shake it out of the fucking head. Well, the, the coins, that's the best. But who keeps their pocket in their hair, you know? <laughs> Crackheads and criminals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So, Luke, with Valentine's Day approaching, I think uh, there's a couple things I'd like to get into this week, if you don't mind. I want to talk about... A, we're going to get into later in the podcast, um, you know, some of our past Valentine's experience, if that's okay with you. But I'd like the to- The best of the best and the worst of the worst. Yeah. Uh, the worst is a longer list than the best. But, uh, you know, how about we also give some, uh, you know, some old Tinder experiences? Because I know last week we mentioned some of our Tinder screenshots and the way we would romance and court the ladies. So- how do you feel about that? Let's let's give them what we promised. Yeah, we actually did get a few listeners asking us a little bit more questions about that. So I thought it would be a great idea to delve into it right now just to show you how anything is better than hey hello. You want to hit him with the first one or should I warm him up? Why don't you why don't you throw it to him, Luke? What do we got? Starting up first, we have the lovely Jennifer. Ooh. Mm. And <laughs> She, this one looks like Bumble, so uh, it looks like she hit you up first. And she says, uh, what are you doing? I just got out of work. And your response to her was not too much. Looking to stomp a mud hole in that slime box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was her response? Did she give you one? Her response is, sounds fun. And then you say, you down? She says, absolutely. Boom. There's a bag right there. I mean, Off of stomping a mud hole in your slime box, baby. It uh, And it doesn't get more direct than that. And here's the thing is like, you know, obviously this was a numbers game when we used to do this. Like I would send a copy and paste print and repeat, you know, probably 15 times before it worked. But 15 stupid messages is not even effort. You know what I mean? I would do this while I'm at work or supposedly supposed to be working. And, uh, you're always going to get a bite within 20 minutes of someone. You know what I mean? Oh, somebody's going to respond and they're going to be intrigued by an interesting opener or comment instead of just a boring rigmarole. I tend to agree. I got this one too. I just pulled up from uh, our old uh, album full of snapshots here. This one's from Alicia. Ooh, Alicia. So if you're listening, baby, I remember you. 
She started- I've never met an Alicia, by the way, who wasn't a freak. Here comes uh, Alicia out of Bumble. So she opens. She goes, hi, handsome. How are you? And I responded with, ah, you got a thing for the seaman, eh? Well, for the sake of honesty, Pops, I should tell you that I am an underachieving scrub. And as such, I find myself <laughs> incapable of, su- of incapable of succeeding. I hate going out on dates, and it pains me to even tip the Uber idiots driver. So... If you're okay with all that and you're down to bake me pizza rolls, drop me your number and I'll come through with bad intentions. She then she then responds with. <laughs> <laughs> so that, by the way. These I, ones are my favorite, honestly. The honesty pops are my favorite. That shouldn't work. So if you're listening, don't take that advice. It shouldn't work. But of course, numbers game, it will work. And uh, she responded actually pretty quickly after with, and I'm quoting, LOL, an underachieving scrub would not contains such writing skills here's my number and then i won't give her number i should give her number you can hit her up if you want for a good time but uh no no don't give her number but she actually agreed with you and and said no 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 an underachieving scrub would not contain such writing skills you must be better than you're saying here's my number give me a call you told her everything that was wrong with you and she gave you the number yeah you know and i'll just uh i'll i'll just say this quickly but it just shows you luke that the dating app scene in particular the swipe right swipe left type of uh dating app is just geared towards men women can't win this game because even if it's bumble it doesn't matter you can't win because it's designed for men who don't want to put in effort but want the maximum amount of orgasms (laughs) and it works so you it's it's literally designed for men so if you're a woman and you really have any desire to find love you will not find it on a dating app. I promise you that. Uh, I don't want to say you will not find it. It's it's unlikely. It's just let me guess. It's like streamlining the process. That's what it is. I, I men are going to be the pursuers, so it's easily to pursue. I, I I disagree a little bit. I think it is unlikely. I think everybody knows someone like, oh, my cousin Sherry met her husband on you know Tinder. Well, of course, there's always an exception to the rule because your cousin Sherry probably met a guy who hasn't fucked in a year. And so he's tying down the first piece of ass that contacts him and writes him back. But in vast majority, it tends to favor the male on these apps because it's designed for us to just fuck with little effort. I, I would say it actually favors the female more. Every female's inbox is flooded with messages. They just take their pick. Yeah, but it's flooded with messages they don't want. Girls really want guys who have, you know, for companionship and courage and, you know, eventually marriage in this you're not going to find it on Tinder is all I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's the matrix. You either believe in the matrix or you recognize that the matrix is bullshit. Let me give you another one from Bumble and then I'm going to pitch it back to you. So anyone who grew up uh, in the nineties, like we did certainly remembers the old, uh, some of the old Eminem lyrics as he was, you know, the big prominent rapper at the day. But I, this, (laughs) this girl hit me up with one. Her name's Amanda. Shout out to Amanda. She goes, Hey, how's your Saturday going? And I responded back with, to be honest, I feel like my head has been shredded like lettuce and cabbage. She said, oh, that's not good. I said, oh, it's fine. I have so many meds. I'm only on one Excedrin tablet short of a full medicine cabinet. She goes, what are you sick with? I said, you thought I was ill. Now I'm even more so. Should I've got full-blown AIDS in a sore throat? Got the number off that one. <laughs> you told her you have AIDS and she sent you the number. <laughs> she, she, sent me, she sent me the number right after that. And presumably she didn't even know this was 
you know, these were rap bars. She just thought I was being, you know, truthful <laughs> that I was infected with AIDS. And then she dropped the number right after. And again, we're going to upload all these screenshots so you guys could take a look for yourself. But tell me what else you got on your list. <laughs> you know, now would probably be a good time just to let listeners know if they haven't noticed already, a lot of your introductions for me are, are rap lyrics from years past. And uh, this is a good example of how we've been using, this is when we went through the phase where we were only using song lyrics to talk to these broads to try to bag the number. And you using these ridiculous rap lyrics, obviously it's a pattern of behavior between us over the years, but it's just so absurd that she was so into it after you told her you had AIDS. Full, full blown AIDS and a sore throat. Dude, the sore throat is just the icing on the cake because uh, I mean, one of the two should disqualify you for a date because you, you're sick with something if you have a sore throat. But obviously the AIDS, like that should be the end of the conversation. But uh, hey, <laughs> here's a stupid one from Bumble on or from Olivia on Bumble. She says, hey, how's it going to you? Great opener, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's a classic. She she is. A creative type, I can tell. Well, you uh, you told her, Olivia, be real with me. You knew Corbin wouldn't eat the dog food. <laughs> you should have given me a heads up. <laughs> I remember this was the WWE pops, right? Yeah, we were doing, I think we were watching like SmackDown at the time or something back in the day when uh, Corbin was like throwing dog food at Roman Reigns or something. <laughs> this shouldn't work, but all right, go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. She bit on it, though. You got a response. She goes, oh, you got me. And then, boom, it leads on to the next and next, and it goes on. But she actually responded to something as ridiculous as that for an opener. I'll tell you what. I think I have another WWE one, probably from the same night. Who the fuck even knows? This is uh, this one's from Tinder, actually. And uh, this broad's name is Catherine. And I said, um, you probably came here because you're still young and looking to explore different avenues and get a better understanding of what's to come. She said, laugh my ass off. How though? I said, how, what? She said, how do you know stuff about people? And I said, well, if you're impressed by that, you should know that I predicted Eric Rowan from the WWE had a stupid fake spider in that cage all along. And then I went on. <laughs> I said, I said, this is uh, literally nonsense to any woman. She said, LOL. I don't even know what that means. I said, drop the number. I'll explain. Right after that, the number was dropped. So you literally said complete gibberish to her, pretty much. I mean, it all right, it, it, they were words, but it was a literal word salad. And yeah. she decided, okay, I better figure out what this is about. Come talk to me. Anything is better than hey, hello. And even for the all the girls listening, same shit. Dude, I don't even want to respond to a girl who says hey, hello. Although if she looks good, I will, because that's all men care about. But, you know. This just goes to show you that any nonsense you mutter out is better than nothing. You know what I mean? Anyone that hits me with a hey, hello nowadays, this is when I hit them with these stupid fucking lines just to see where it goes, you know? Yeah, I do know. And here's a good one. Here's a good one from Rachel. This is on Tinder, okay? This is from a Tinder profile. And you said to her, again, this is going back to using, uh, trying to get numbers or bags with just using rap lyrics. I think I remember Rachel. <laughs> Go ahead. You, this is your opener to Rachel. I will literally kiss TT on the forehead. And surprisingly, she responded to you quoting Jay-Z to me. Very nice. <laughs> she actually knew that was a Jay-Z line. So there you go. 
I even think, if something is so stupid, it actually works efficiently sometimes too. Yeah, that's why I remember that broad because uh, she actually knew the the exact Jay Z song I was referencing and like hit me back with like the quote, you know. Well, she said, quoting Jay Z to me, very nice. So what do I want in life? You respond, a blunt, a booty rub, and Jay playing in the background while we give it a go. <laughs> That's what you say to her. And her immediate response, immediately she responds and says, blunt and booty rub sound like a dream. So yes, please. <laughs> I remember that booty rub, actually. Yeah, it's it, it's just hilarious. I love it. You got another one? Here's one that uh, didn't go anywhere. She goes, uh, she opened, this was a bumble. She goes, I don't even know what the fuck she's talking about, but I must be because we had the height in the bio or something. But she goes, everyone's taller than me. So you aren't special, just so you know. And the response was, okay, everyone's taller, but how, how many people are actually fatter than you? I'm betting not many. The story. <laughs> <laughs> this couldn't have gone anywhere. And I said, uh, I said, I bet not many. The store shelves are empty, but I'll, I'll give you something to swallow, you gelatinous swine. If that ain't your cup of tea, then how about a fresh bag of diarrhea salad? And uh, oh god, she didn't respond to that. No surprise. Yeah, that's that. That's a block in moderation, right there. Probably <laughs> a well-deserved one, honestly. What What do you got? Pull one up for us. All right, we got one here from. Uh, this is off of Tinder, I believe. From Neek, you say to her, or she? She actually asks you, "What brings you to Tinder?" You respond to her, looking for a girl that can get it done for me, but also can bake a potato. <laughs> <laughs> These are key qualifications in any woman that I'm considering in my life. You need to be able to bake a fucking potato, it's baby. It's important to a man. Well, she responds and she bites and it works. So boom, potato line. It's a hit. Potato line's a hit. I've got one. Uh, let's see. I think I got another one about cooking. All right. Here's a grilled cheese line. So... This was a uh, a Tinder one named Courtney. So, hey, Courtney, uh, we miss you. And I actually opened, and, you know, this was the stage where we were doing the generic opens just to see what we can get, and I said, hi. So, of course, she responded with, hey. I said, hey, I'm looking for a girl that can make me a grilled cheese and scream out daddy when it's inappropriate. That you? She said, hell yeah, that's me. Boom. I said, <laughs> I went on to say, you know, blah, blah, blah. Give me the number. She dropped the number. Nice and to the point. Hey, that, that's all it takes right there. Just because you wrote something that wasn't predictable. Yeah. But when I'm eating that grilled cheese, I, I'm always going to wonder, can she bake a potato? You had a lot of them back in the day. We don't have them all saved, but you had a lot of them back in the day where you were requesting them to make you pizza rolls. I remember. And those ones always pop me too. the pizza roll pops. God damn, I wish I saved them all because there were some that I were unfucking believable. But the pizza roll thing, I think I kept that going for two weeks where I wouldn't even respond to a girl unless she agreed to make the pizza rolls. Well, should we give him one more before we move on? Yeah, yeah. Throw him one more. One and then more. We'll... All right. All right. Last one. This is this must be a uh a doozy from back when because it looks like it's off of uh what is this? Okay Cupid or something? I don't know. Anyways, this is Jenny. Jenny, you open, or it might have been me. I'm not sure who's, which one sent this, but we open with IMAX and Climax or Netflix and Chill. Ooh, we're getting right to the point with that one, huh? <laughs> yeah. What she say? Right to the point without saying, hey, you want to fuck? If, even if you want to fuck, guys, don't just say, hey, you want to fuck. I mean, it's still better than hey or hello, but yeah, I wouldn't open with that. Sounds stupid. 
Well, IMAX and Climax or Netflix and chill. That's the proposition that you put in front of her. She was forced to choose. And she says both, just depending on my mood, if I want to go out or stay in. <laughs> well, they, so she agreed. She, <laughs> she agreed, agreed. Off of The only options are IMAX and Climax or Netflix and chill. And she agreed. That's all it takes, folks. That uh-huh. easy. I'll tell you what, I'll leave them with one last one that also didn't go anywhere, just to show you they weren't all studs. But uh, this, all right, go for this it. is when you and I sat down, we said, we're literally just going to mumble anything and just see if we can get a bite. So this girl, Jamie, hey, Jamie, she opened with, hey, two wise. I don't, I don't know why, two wise. And I said, hey, blonde head, you a mumblican or a materio? <laughs> she... <laughs> She said, so before I was saying that you were saying nonsense, this literally is gibberish now. This literally is gibberish. These are words we made up while just walking on the boardwalk and like getting high. So they they have no meaning except to us and probably the day before. So they were fresh in our mind. So we, we opened with, hey, blonde head, mamublican or materio? She said, what? I said, eh, it's more of a philosophical question. And she, nothing from there. <laughs> I'm not surprised that one went nowhere. Yeah. Well, how could it? But uh, you got to try. That's the point. You know what? Now that I'm uh, dating these fucking losers again on these apps, I should start getting some fresh ones of these going so we could plug them into the show. This should be good entertainment here. Please do. Please. Because you know I can't. But I'll tell you what I can do. I can always contribute. So if we could always shoot lines at each other back and forth, and you could just throw them out there and go fishing with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, why not? Any Anything that works is going to be hilarious. So that's all that really matters. All right, so we're going to talk about the best and the worst Valentine's Day experiences. Let's start off the best. Instead of doing best and worst, let's, I'll tell you my best, you tell me your best, and then we'll go into the worst, because that's probably where it's more juicy anyway, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, that's fair. Seems fair. All right, so this is a, a little unexpected, because my best Valentine's Day actually was a pretty good one. I can't lie. Um, I believe the year, this is going back over 10 years now, I think. Wow. Um, I was in my mid-20s. I think the year is 2011, Valentine's Day 2011, okay? I spent 2011 with this girl, Nicole, that I met up in uh, Massachusetts. I was uh, wrestling at the time. I was doing a big wrestling show at a high school football stadium, I believe. And uh, it was for big-time wrestling. And the main event that night, the big attraction was Jake the Snake Roberts. You remember Jake the Snake, right? Of course, nobody in the wrestling business shoots as straight as Jake the Snake. Well, Jake the Snake was there that night, and uh, it was a pretty good-sized show. Probably drew a couple thousand people. And uh, this was going back to the time where... uh, Wasn't it Jake the Snake who told you to break a leg? Or was that uh, King Kong? No, that was King Kong Bundy. That was was King Kong Bundy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. This is during the point in time where Jake the Snake was still all fucked up and drunk and all the time. I think he actually wrestled the match in sweatpants, if I recall. But nevertheless, I show up to this show. It's a pretty good-sized show. got some names on the card. And I used to show up to these shows. If it was a big show, I would always show up in a suit, you know, looking like a star, dressed to the nine, looking like you belong, make some money, you know? Sell some merchandise, have a good match, make some money. So uh, during this time, I show up to the show in a suit, looking ready to go, clean-cut gentleman in my prime. And I met this girl at the show, Nicole, who she uh, was a stripper. And, and she and, uh, hold on. So she was a stripper, but not wifey material. 
No, she was a wreck. I mean, she was a great girl as far as uh, being cool, having fun. But I mean, you could never tell. I mean, she tried to kill herself. She had the, I remember she had the uh, delete herself. You're not allowed to say that nowadays. She tried to delete herself and she had like scars on her wrist and everything. But see, seems like she had a tough life. Let's put it that way. Boo. But, uh, you know, pretty girl. Uh, she was tall, five foot 11, tremendous body, super athletic. I mean, she, she wasn't just a stripper. She was a pole princess. She knew how to work the fucking pole. Like, you remember we went to the strip club way back in the day and we saw that Wonder Woman girl? Is this, are you talking about the fat Jamaican bro who said, where the money at? Where the money at? No, no. no. <laughs> I'm talking about, remember Wonder Woman, the girl who was doing like insane things on the pole that time. We're like, holy shit, this is the best pole dancer I ever seen. You know, to be fair, I never really liked strip clubs. It was never for me, but that I think I do remember the talent that night. Yeah. Well, just like any uh, endeavor, you can tell who's there just showing up to shake their tits and who actually has some talent, you know? This chick, she knew how to work the pole. She taught pole dancing classes on the side. She was kind of getting a little bit uh, older in her stripping career. I think she was like 28 at the time. So she was trying to transition more into teaching pole classes and things of that nature. But she was fucking awesome as far as like a stripper goes. Like I've seen her live before. Fucking incredible. And she's like, you know, jacked because in order to do that kind of stuff, you have to be like in athletic shape. So she had a great body, you know, 5'11", nice and tall, uh, fake. I Actually, I think that was the first girl I ever had with fakies. So that was cool, too. But uh, she, me and her hit it off at the show. She probably saw dollar signs when she saw me. And I probably saw uh, big fake titties when I saw her. But nevertheless, it was very, uh, you know, upfront and honest. And we had a great time hanging out for a couple months whenever I was uh, working up there in the Boston area. So eventually when Valentine's Day rolls around, she really wanted to spend it with me. And I told her, I, you know, I'm not really a Valentine's Day guy because you know, what guy is, right? It's never beneficial for you. You're always spending money just to get pussy that you've already got pretty much. So she said, well, don't even worry about it. Like she had a friend or something, another stripper who uh, had a timeshare or something up at uh, the ski resort that was up in that neck of the woods. So she said, if you want to come up, we can go with her and her man and we could go to this like ski resort getaway weekend. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a pretty good way to spend Valentine's Day. So that's what I ended up doing. I went up there for Valentine's Day. I drove up to her place in, uh, outside of Worcester or wherever she was living at the time. We drove to the mountain. Uh, she told me everything was already taken care of. All expenses were paid. She had uh, a room for us. It was our own room, too. I think she might have sprung for the room out of her own pocket. So I told her, yeah, sure, I'll bring a bottle of champagne, some strawberries or something. We'll make a, a thing of it. So we actually went up to the mountain. She uh, pretty much paid for everything, had a great ski weekend. I had never really been skiing before, so that was kind of a new experience for me that I had been itching to do. And uh, had a great time, great dinner, end of the night, some real, real wild sex in that hotel room. I'm not even going to lie. Dude, we destroyed that hotel room with our fucking. It was like <laughs> there had to be some bill that came out of it by the end of it the next morning. Oh, but yeah, I had a great time. She was a great girl, uh, you know, a total nut job in real life. But man, like a total sweetheart to me. You mean a nut and, job uh, was even, good in bed? I've never heard it. it exactly that's if if it's a crazy girl it's going to be great sex and man this definitely lived up to the occasion because the sex was amazing for as long as we uh, had our thing going on for probably about six months or so the sex was incredible the experiences were incredible 
she was always willing to help me out. There was a, uh, I was filming a movie at the time, a couple months later where uh, myself and my buddy were working on it. It was a Kevin James movie called Here Comes the Boom. It was filming up in Massachusetts around her uh, neck of the woods. She let me and my buddy stay with her for two weeks while we filmed for this movie. Tag team? And uh, No, no, no. But when my buddy was there with us, she actually called up one of her stripper friends to come over and take care of him. So, like this is a great girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. She let me stay there. I'm making money. That was one of my first SAG jobs too, where I got the SAG waivers covered. It all worked out beautifully. And I really don't have a bad word to say about her. And actually she's doing pretty well nowadays. She found a, a sucker to marry her. who's taking care of her. So I'm happy. Good for her. It's always better when it ends with a, you know, life cleanup and a get your shit together type deal, you know? All right. Well, anyone who knows me, any woman who knows me knows that whenever I get a hotel room, I always, always, always request a room with two queen beds. I do not want one king bed because I want to fucking one, fuck that bed up, and then roll over into the clean bed and have a nice night's sleep. And then I'll leave it off for the chambermaid in the morning. I was going to say, you got to keep the uh, you got to keep the maid busy, you know? They got it easy these days. All right, well, that's actually, uh, that's that sounds like a decent story, to be honest with you. And uh, for a best Valentine's Day, it's tough to top that, really, right? If you're a guy, yeah, you know, honestly, like I've been sitting here listening to you, but I was thinking too of my my own situation. I'm thinking, like, to be completely fucking honest with you, dude, I've never in my life, I've never in my life had a good Valentine's Day experience ever. Well, most men don't because men get nothing out of Valentine's Day whatsoever. So what I'll do is I'll I'll give you two. I'll give you an experience that's <laughs> I'll just give you two bad experiences basically because I don't have a I don't have a good Valentine's Day. Uh, you you have to have a best one. Even if it's not good, you have to have a best one. Here's one that wasn't bad per se, but it was riddled with a little bit of hijinks and a story. If you'd like to hear that one as the warm-up. All right, that sounds good. Shoot. All right. So the year was 2016. And February, obviously, because we're talking about Valentine's Day. And just two months prior to that, I had just gone through a breakup. So, you know, when you go through these breakups, you got you got something to prove. You got to get out there. You got to date and blah, blah, blah. Right. So sure, sure. got to get back out there. Hop on the horse. Well, just like, you know, you need that confidence booster. Like, hey, it's you know, I took a year off or whatever. I could still do this kind of thing. You know, Yeah, get that rebound, get the rebound. Right. So. I was, uh, I started talking to this girl, uh, her name was Kim. So we'll call her Kim. And, uh, I was, I was hanging out with my cousin, Cuzzy and Cuzzy's telling me like, dude, like basically he's telling me like, you know, you just came off this relationship. You got to make a statement. You got to put an explanation point on it and really give it to her, you know? And, uh, -huh. uh it sounds, it sounds legit. So he's telling me he's got. He's got these blue pills. He's got the Viagra. He's like, this This will really help you, you know, put it out there, you know? <laughs> He's on the blue shoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he his doctor gave him a, you know, a sample trial. Like, here's four pills. So he, he had them, and he had to use them sparingly. But he hadn't even tried them yet. So I was the guinea pig in this. And to be honest, I was a little nervous and apprehensive to take one of these things because, like, I don't fucking know what this shit does to you or if it explodes your heart or something, you know? 
Yeah, I do remember there was a brief period in time where you were big on these boner pills. You were like, you gotta try it. You gotta see what it's about, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yes. This was the phase 2016 where like, I didn't need them, but I figured, hey, if this shit will turn me into a power fucking Superman, then I might as well unlock that power. You know what I mean? All right. So Cuzzy is the plug to the boner pills. Go on. He's the plug to the boner pills, but he's only got four. So I take, I grab one, I throw it in a Ziploc and... The night comes. It's, you know, February 14th, 2016. And I meet up with this girl who I had just been talking to, but I hadn't even, I hadn't fucked her yet at this point. Okay. How'd you, how'd you meet her? Uh, she used to work with me. She was like a nurse at one of my old jobs or whatever, or a right, little, uh, IRL fuck. I got you. I'll just say, you know, her and I used to work together and, um, so blah, 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 we set up this meet, and it just happened to be Valentine's Day, and she was coming out of a breakup, too, so it just seemed like, all right, well, let's just get out and get our minds off it, and I figured this would be the perfect time to take the fucking boner pill, and, uh, all right. you know, of course, me, I'm a fucking an idiot beyond belief, so I don't know when, how, or, like, what I'm supposed to do, and at what dosage I'm supposed to take this. This thing was, like, 100 milligrams. I'm like, god damn, that sounds aggressive, but, hey, cuz he would know, you know? So I would assume you don't chop a boner pill, right? You just pop a boner pill. Well, I did chop it. I did chop it. And I took, I took 50 while I was out with her and you know, I don't know how long it's (laughs) okay. I didn't know how long it was supposed to stay, you know, how long it takes or whatever, but nothing was happening. So a half hour later I went to the, to the bathroom and this was at, uh, where'd you go out though? Where'd you go out with her? We were at, I don't even know if it's still there anymore, but we were at SBC downtown Milford. Do you remember that spot? Oh, yeah. You just went to a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. So we're out at a restaurant. The fucking drinks are flowing. And I I didn't even realize at the time, but the alcohol like kind of offsets it a little bit because, you know, that kind of like takes away the boner and the pill is trying to give you a hard on. So I'm like, so the drinks are flowing, but the dick ain't growing. Not, not yet. Not at this point. And I didn't know that you needed like some kind of stimuli for this to work. So I'm like, fuck. So I go to the bathroom and I pop the other half. Now, I don't know what this does to your body. Cause like you said, it's not, the pill isn't scored, meaning it doesn't have the line. It's not supposed to be split in other words, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a butcher. I know what scoring is. Right. So it, I don't know how, at what rate it was releasing into my system, but it was taking fucking forever. And I wanted this bonus because I figured like, ah, we'll just go out to the parking lot and bang one out, you know? Hold and- on. I got to stop you real quick. What is the expected turnaround from these boner pills? Like if you pop it, is it like 45 minutes later that you get a, I, I don't know. Hard on. Well, yeah. I mean now in retrospect, yeah, that's about right. But at the time I had no fucking clue. So I, I go to the bathroom, I pop the other 50, I go back out and you know, more drinks, more drinks. We're having the, we're actually having a decent time, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah, it I'm, sounds like you're both coming out of a relationship, so it's not too heavy. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, this is it. You know, she looks great. I'm taking the fucking blue pill. I'm feeling like it's time to go. You know, and right. uh, so I start to feeling some tingling we'll say you know and i'm like is this it is this is it about to go down am i gonna fucking pop one here i gotta tuck it in the waistband and walk out or something so i start to uh you know wind down the conversation and and start to push it towards you know let's get the fuck out of here let's go back to my place or your place kind of thing you know yeah let's wrap it up let's take it home and uh so she agrees and but we took two different cars and she's like, all right, well, just follow me back to my place. Gives me the address. She lives in Fairfield or she did at the time. I'm like, all right, cool. 
So I'm like, let me just take one more piss. Cause now I'm like, I don't know if it was just all the drinks or the boner pills, but I, I had to piss like nonstop, you know? So I go, I yeah, piss, the drinks, the drinks. I piss, I come back out and I look up and no bullshit. She smashes it. She backs into another car, smashes into the car. And it's, <laughs> it's fucking February. It's freezing cold outside. I'm like, God damn it. And I don't know how long these pills are going to last, you know? So we're standing out there in the cold. She's, you know, they're exchanging information. Now they're getting into some verbal altercation. She's drunk. She's arguing. This fucking guy's arguing with her. I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to have to fucking fight this guy over some bitch I barely know while I have X amount of drinks and a fucking hard on pilling me, you know? And Dude, I'm, that's the time to ghost somebody. If you got to fight on some woman's behalf that you don't even know, that's the time to ghost her, I feel like. I, it is, but I couldn't. What was I going to do with this dick pill? It was like, I didn't have any time to fucking call an audible and go meet some other bitch. So, like, <laughs> I had to eat shit. I couldn't. My cock is hard. I couldn't <laughs> turn away. I couldn't. What am I going to do? Exactly. Dude, the plan was in motion. So, I had to sit there and just eat shit and deal with it and try to calm her down so I didn't have to get into this fucking fight, you know? And Those are words straight out of a rapist's mouth, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it wasn't that type of deal. It was like, you know, this was a, an agreed upon thing. Like, it was going to go down, but I just figured I might yeah, as well yeah, take yeah. the enhancement. I mean, just, this dick is hard. What am I going to do with it? That, that's rapist words, but go on. No, it's it's Neanderthal words is what it is. Like, duh, I got this dick. Got to stick it in a hole. But yeah, uh, it's that too. It definitely is. It, uh, so. Right, go on. So anyway, the night's, you know, going on and the fucking cops come and of course they're both drinking. So I'm like, oh, God damn. Like, I don't even want to be near the cops when this is happening. Cause like, what are you going to say? You're both drinking now. They're, But luckily for her, the cops just gave her a warning, but she wasn't allowed to drive the car home. So she had to call yeah, her. Naturally. She had to call her brother. So her brother comes from wherever the fuck he lived. He picks her up and now he takes her home. But I can't Why go. Why don't you take her home? Because the cop wouldn't let me. Because he's like, hey, have you been drinking? I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I'm not driving. I'm having my buddy pick me up. So now there's cops everywhere. You know what I mean? So I Yeah, couldn't. yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. That makes sense. So I couldn't even drive her there. So her brother takes her. And then, of course, I get the text like, hey, you know, my brother's going to hang out for a little bit because he's worried about me because I'm all shook up. So I couldn't even fuck Happy her. Happy Valentine's Day. Exactly. Happy Valentine's Day. So I take this boner pill and I couldn't even fuck her. So then when I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm pissed off and I get back home and I'm like, I don't know, this fucking thing didn't even work anyway, you know, because it's, I don't know, maybe you have to be in the stimulated process or whatever, but I wasn't even getting a hard on. So I'm like, eh, I'll just go to bed. And then of course, four in the morning, I wake up to piss. Dude, I had a boner that lasted hours, hours. I couldn't go back to sleep until this day. No matter how many times you beat it, it wasn't going away. So I think I beat it like three, four times. And, uh, you know, finally I was able to get some sleep. But I was, I'll tell you, I was apprehensive to even use another one of those pills after that because it took so goddamn long to hit that it was unpredictable. This is your best Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I, that's what I'm telling you. They're all so bad, dude, that this was the best case scenario. You know what I mean? Because it didn't end in fucking, you know, murder charges or something. Like, this is the best case scenario. So Jesus Christ. Next time I see you on Valentine's Day, I'm going to buy you a Reese's peanut butter cup and take the cake for the number one spot. <laughs> okay, sweetie. But yeah, I'm <laughs> just don't take those boner pills. I'm telling you, that was the best case scenario for all of my Valentine's Day experiences, basically, is that I ended up with a, you know, a boner and nothing to do with it and a night of no sleep, basically. I thought for sure you were about to tell me that she ended up Ubering through 
when she got home. She came through with the Uber, and then you got your boner dick off. But no, 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 nope. huh? no. That's what I told you. This isn't a great story. It's just the least of the shit stories. Well, let me tell you, when when I had to think about my best story, if it weren't for that one I had, I would be struggling for a best story, too. Valentine's Day sucks for men. There is no benefit whatsoever for a man on Valentine's Day. It's an obligatory date and an obligation to spend a lot of money to entertain to do it. Why don't you, uh, so why don't you tell me your worst story? All right, my worst Valentine's Day experience, far contrast from the best for me, was I believe it's 2015 or 2016, Valentine's Day. And I was seeing this girl, Erin. Uh, I don't know if you remember her. She was like a, a gamer. Uh, me and the singstar had passed her back and forth a couple times. No. But uh, lo and behold, I find myself uh, with this girl, Erin. We had a brief little relationship. I wouldn't even consider her like a serious girlfriend. But... Uh, things were already kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say dying down, but they were heading toward a breakup. We'll say we knew, we knew this wasn't really working out so much, but it wasn't really working out too well. She was kind of like a, a quiet, awkward video game girl, uh, cute. She had some tits on her, but you know, that's about it. She grew up a fucking and screw up. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, she was a sweet girl. It's just the chemistry wasn't there. You know what I mean? Let's put it that way. And uh, so we're in February now heading into Valentine's Day. But the kicker to this story was in March, we had already had a uh, trip planned together. It's already booked, paid for and planned. So even though things are kind of dying down between us, uh, we were both trying to keep up at least until we get past the vacation. And uh, uh, full disclosure, once we came back from that vacation to Aruba in March, uh, I broke it off with her and we never spoke again. <laughs> as, as soon as we got back from that vacation, we're like, we don't need to tolerate each other anymore. Fuck this. So if you, so that's the, the staging going into Valentine's Day a month prior, okay? So, of course, we've got this trip planned. So, oh, yeah, I've, I've got to be a fucking a human being here. i got to be a good guy and take her out, you know? Oh, yeah, that's she, your uh, So I asked her, you know, what do you want to do for Valentine's Day? We'll go out. You want to do something? The, the fucking, uh, what was it, the Fifty Shades of Grey movie just came out or something? She was all into it because she was a little freak thing or else what else would I be doing with her? Yeah. So she's like, oh, I want to go see the, the Fifty Shades movie or whatever. It'll be kind of like fun and sexy. I'm like, well, pff, whatever, a movie. I'm getting off easy. That's fine, you know? So, but, you know, of course, you got to go out to dinner, too. So, like, oh, what do you want for dinner? Well, she loves sushi. Pff, I hate sushi, but Valentine's Day. Now I'm wasting a fucking $100 or so on a sushi dinner that I don't even want. I could eat sushi and I won't even feel full. I swear to God. It's not even like a meal. It's an appetizer to me, but I know I'm the oddball outlier in that. No, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't eat that unless I was a Tom Hanks castaway. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're not really a seafood kind of guy to begin with either, but you know, the average person in the world, Oh, let's go out for sushi. I love it. You know? Yeah. It's not really an event for me. I'll do hibachi, but like sushi, I can't just do sushi. But yeah. anyway, she wanted to go to this sushi spot. So I said, all right, I'll take you to the sushi spot. We'll go see the, the movie or whatever. So I took her to the sushi spot, obviously, you know, uh, had a nice sushi dinner. Didn't really enjoy it myself, but that's, that's the price you pay. Took her to the movie. Okay. That's cool. You know, it's 50 shades of gray. She comes out of it all horned up. You already know it's fuck time after that. 
So we uh, we're going back to her place. Uh, she still lived at home at the time. And uh, but she told me that her her mother and her mother's partner, they're lesbians and they're pretty open minded. And it's not going to be like a thing for me to stay over. And she introduces me to her lesbian mother and her mother's uh, partner. And let me just ask you something. What do you think happens next when you're about to fuck and mm-hmm. you meet someone's lesbian mother? What do you think the next chapter of the story is? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like uh, sitting on the couch having a conversation. That's pretty much exactly what happened because lo and behold, I got cock blocked big time by a lesbian, right? The biggest cock blockers of all time, of course, lesbians. Yeah. I got cock blocked by a lesbian. I'm not so surprised. Her, her mother and her mother's partner, I really forget her mother's partner's name, but we'll just give a fuck. Uh, she started like instigating this situation. Like, oh, come, come, sit down, play cards of humanity, cards against humanity with us. You know? Oh my, oh my god. god, dude! So you, now you I'm need roped to, into hours of this. You need to delete yourself at that point. Exactly. Like I, I came here to fuck, not spend a fortune, take her out, and not oh get nothing for god. it. God. So you know, of course, it just pisses you off if you're a guy. You're getting cock blocked by a lesbian. It's like I'd rather be cock blocked by anybody else in the world. But I got roped into playing Cards Against Humanity with her and her, I think her sister and her two mothers. And that was like two hours. And by the time that was all said and done, it's like, I just wanted to go home. I didn't even want to stay the night after that, you know? Yeah. What a fucking waste. What a waste. And she was about uh, close to an hour away, too. So a little bit of a drive on the way back home. Didn't get no pussy. Spent a fortune. Watched a shitty movie that no man in his right mind would ever want to watch got her horned up for it then got cock blocked on the way home and dropped her off what a valentine's day did you ever fuck this girl ever after that oh yeah of course dude we went on vacations together we were fucking i mean she was a freak you know that's the only reason honestly we had a sexual relationship we had no chemistry outside of just having sex that was the problem i mean it's not the problem it's just the agreed upon situation i would say but did you ever encounter any other problems with the uh the stepmoms or the mom or whatever, like after that, was it a constant thing? They were just trying to throw the spike strips down. No, but uh, when we came back from our vacation a month later in March, uh, it was a late flight. So I actually did end up crashing there. So in the morning they were like, Oh, happy to have us happy to see us. Oh, I'll make you breakfast. And I was like, nah, I got to get the fuck out of here. And that was a weird situation too. Cause I pretty much just ghosted out the door and then we never talked again. Cause the vacation went so awful as far as time spent together. We both just knew it was done and over, you know? They just assumed, hey, this kid won't stay for breakfast. What's he too good for Lucky Charms? Pretty much, yeah. They're like, oh, he's not sticking around. He's not staying. You just got back. What's wrong? So Yeah, they don't that know was you. It. I don't think they liked me very much. I didn't necessarily have a good time with them, and I didn't appreciate them, you know, stopping my boner pill. <laughs> Think, things in motion <laughs> stay in motion, baby. It's another waste of a time, which is what most Valentine's Day are, because that's what most dates are. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, a Valentine's Day date is only good if it's a first date. That's the only way it's good. Yeah, exactly. It, and it has to, or at least for me, I need to know like what's coming. Is this a Valentine's Day date or is this a Valentine's Day warm up until I can get my fucking dick sucked? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But that's you know the, where that's me, though. That's the kind of guy I am for all you uh, romantic types out there, you know. Luther Vandross and flowers, I guess. 
have you ever had a, a a relationship or something with a girl where it was purely just sex but like it just naturally became that way like you tried to give her a decent shot but all you had in common was fucking and that's the only thing you're keeping each other around for i mean yeah when i when i dated the uh well i wouldn't say I dated her but when i was talking to that um ex prostitute <laughs> fucking ex heroin <laughs> addict ex convict ex everything that Jesus, was we got strippers prostitutes addicts covered in this episode who would have thought it's supposed to be love in the air it was uh man that was that was the one where i was like you know i remember for like 2 weeks i'm like you know she, we actually can talk and she seems like a nice girl i bet you i can uh you know maybe she's reformed and in less than 2 weeks i realized nah no, nah, it's just the sex. She's she's still a piece of garbage. Well, what about your worst experience? I'm curious to hear this one now. I want to hear if your worst can top mine worst. I'll, I'll tell you what, Luke. I, it's, it's not about topping, but I'll tell you the worst one. And I know you know some of this, but the people don't. And you don't know all the details, so I'm going to lay it on you. We're going to rewind right. the clocks an exact decade from now. Well, I'm talking about February 7, 2013. You ready for okay. that? All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm ready. So Luke, these were different times and I was a different man back then. Okay. So that's just, I want to just check that box immediately. Jesus Christ. What a disclaimer that is, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I was a young single man just trying to find myself in the world. And, uh, on this particular night, February 7th, 2013, as you may remember, which I know you don't remember the date, but that was the night of the huge storm that blanketed the Northeast, dropped three feet of snow overnight. You remember that? I do remember the storm, yeah. So February 7, 2013, one week exactly to the day of Valentine's Day. And me and my boy at the time, Olus Dan, who you may remember, and he's named Olus Dan because the kid could never sell you anything but a fucking dime or a nickel. He never, he never ever touched an O in his life. So, He's always without the full O. Yeah, that's exactly right. Anyway, so me and Olis, we went out to this shithole bar in Bumblefuck, who knows where. And, you know, he was a heavy drinker and a dope head. And so if you're going out with Olis, you're drinking something, you know? He's a slump god himself, huh? Oh, yeah, he was a character. And uh, so anyway, we were in this dive bar and it was a cold night. Obviously, because the blizzard was about to hit that night. But he said, hey, you want to go out? And, you know, the weatherman's always jawjacking about it's going to be a big storm and stay off the roads. But they're always saying that. So nobody listens to the bullshit or follows the advice. You know, you just grab a case of water and keep it moving. You know, there we were cold February night. And my only wingman was a fat, sweaty drug addict. He's drenched in sweat, even though it's 10 degrees. And so you can imagine I was on my own that night. If you're sweating at 10 degrees, you're either a complete life fuck up or it's a medical emergency, you know? So I end up meeting this girl and she invites me back to her place. And the only warning she gives me is that she lives with her parents, but it's two in the morning. So I'm not really sweating that because chances are they're asleep. You know, I figured I'd go there. I'd do a fucking smash and dash and be out before the snow hit. Yeah, this is just a, your uh, average Jenny come lately barfly. She, yeah, she was just, you know, some fucking skeet I met at the bar. Cute girl. She drove. I left my car there. She drove. That was my first fucking mistake was letting her drive. I was going to say, that's so not like you, and that's really not a you know uh, me, good mistake for a guy to make. 
I never let anyone drive. I hate when other people drive. And I consider myself a pretty good drunk driver, as you could probably attest to. We've had many nights where I got us home safely and, and vice versa. You got us home safely, too. But anyway, so we get back to her place. Her parents are sleeping. We beat out. And but, you know, I drank so fucking much that the smash and dash turned into a smash and crash. And I fucking dozed off. I go to sleepy mm-hmm. McNeepy land. Hours go by. I wake up. I'm like, God damn. I look out the fucking window. Dude, the snow was feet at this point. Like the roads were just impassable. And I got stuck there. You know, so I'm cooped up with this broad for three days until the payloaders can come through and empty out the streets. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do remember that storm. And I remember you were stuck at some broad's house. Oh, this is the broad. And uh, we'll give it a current. This is leading up to Valentine's Day, right? This is the week before still? This is one week before, yeah. But, you know, I spent All right. I spent three days there. So I'm like. She put me up for three days. The least I could do is take her out for a couple of drinks, you know, because this is the first time I felt like I owed her that, you know, three days locked in her house. She took care of me. I got to use her shower. You know, she fed me and everything. And which was You're a member of the family now. Oh, dude, it was awkward as fuck for me. You know, I, I hate meeting broad families, especially some bitch like how do you know, I can't even say like, oh, you know, you, your daughter and I, we've been talking. We really like each other. I just met her. She was a fucking random fuck at a bar. So Super awkward for me to be stuck there. And I, you know, I, I do remember her stepfather asking me to help him shovel the driveway. <laughs> I told him no. I was like, dude, the, the driveway only leads to a road that isn't plowed. You're not going to get anywhere. And he, you know, he wasn't He's happy. He's letting you live there essentially. And you told him, nah, I can't help, buddy. Oh, dude, I told him, I was like, ah, my back. You know, I said, it, it, by the way, it only leads to the street. It's not even plowed. I said, it's a waste of time. I said, when the snow clears, when they plow the streets, I'll help you you know, I'll help you shovel the driveway. And of course, by then I was already out. So three days pass and they still didn't even hit the street. So I said, fuck this. I'm walking to the gas station and I had my boy meet me at the gas station because all the main roads were like plowed out. I got out of there three days or, you know, I don't know, four or five days later, it was Valentine's Day. So I took this girl out and I took her out. Of course, the drinks are flowing again because this is all I know. I met her with drinks and we might as well keep that going. You know, lo and behold, she's a fucking crazy basket case, emotional retard. And who could have seen this one coming, you know? And I was the sex, by the way. Must have been good if she was nutjob. Yeah. I mean, it. if it wasn't, we wouldn't be telling this story right now. You know what I mean? Because I would have just bounced yeah. after the three days, accepted the grilled cheese and baked potatoes and skied it home, you know? But yeah, something brought you back. Yeah. And so she's driving me home. Now, imagine this is two times I let this girl drive. You think I would have learned after the first one. But again, this is a decade ago. It was different times, different times. She's driving. And I don't even remember what the fuck I said. Something set her off. All of a sudden, we're driving down the post road in Milford. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And this will probably ring a bell for you in a second when I tell you what happened. Because I know I... Yeah, I I think I know where we're going with this. I remember this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. So we're going to call this the Valentine's Day Massacre. Because this is what happened. (laughs) (laughs) We are... uh, We're driving down the post road. And all of a sudden, dude, I just saw her eyes change like a fucking werewolf. And she just starts... She slams on the brakes. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? She slams on the... What'd you say? I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, granted, you know, this is like 1.30 in the morning, so it's not, the road's not busy, but it's not a red light by any means, and you shouldn't be fucking stopping, you know? 
What'd you say to, to tick her off? I mean, though. Oh, I, who the fuck knows? I'm sure it was something benign and something that wasn't a big deal, but she was a lunatic, you know? So she hauls off and just starts beating her fucking steering wheel voraciously. And blood is just squirting. Oh, she just got this car. It was like a, I don't know, a 2013 uh, Civic or something. It was, you know, a decent car, nothing special, but it was brand new. She beats uh-huh. it. Her fucking knuckle flap. Her knuckles are peeled back. And well, What do you mean she's beating it? She's punching the steering wheel, you're saying, right? Yes, yeah, she's punching down like a 12 to 6 angle onto her steering onto her steering wheel. The blood is fucking hitting the windshield. It's hitting the, you know, the top uh, canopy part. It's hitting the fucking uh, sun visor. It's everywhere. You know, I'm thinking, I don't want this fucking blood on me, you know? Even though I've been fucking this girl, who knows what's in her blood, you know? So honestly, in this moment, I was like, I was like shocked. I was like, I was a little bit shook because I'm like, what? Dude, this girl's going to get me arrested or something, you know? So Yeah, man, just as a side note. I remember when this happened, you sent me a picture of her hand and the thing looked fucking mangled. Like she didn't just punch the steering wheel and then like, oh shit, I hurt myself. Like she punched the steering wheel, broke her hand and then intentionally kept going until it was like dripping blood. And I mean, it looked like a horror show almost. Dude, it was hamburger meat. Her fucking dude, her knuckles were hamburger meat. And she wasn't done there. You know, she just kept going. I'm looking at it and you could see the the white outer rim of the bone. So she had beaten it down to the bone. That's how hard she was hitting her steering wheel. And I'm thinking the fucking airbags are going to go off. She's going to total this shit. So I'm like, I'm out of here. This car is at a stop. I get out of the car and I start walking in the opposite direction, which wasn't even. Hell yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Because if a cop pulls up and sees all this blood and you're sitting there, then who do you think's getting taken in, right? Exactly. No matter what happens in this situation, I'm the bad guy. I'm the devil. You know what I mean? So that's your time to ghost. You love the ghost move. That's your time to ghost right there. Oh yeah. And I was ghosted. I was on my way. I'm walking in the opposite direction, which wasn't even heading in the direction of where I lived at the time, but who gives a fuck? It was away from her. And that's where I was trying to be. You know what I mean? I could have figured out the reroute later. So I'm yeah, walking safety is anywhere away from her. Exactly. Safety is anywhere away from some bitch who's about to put you in a situation where you're serving two years for, who the fuck knows what? Because how long until she started punching herself in the face? And you think I could have talked my way out of that? Here I am, 1.30 in the morning. I've had too much to drink, but I'm walking as quickly as I can, opposite direction, on the post road, busy Main Street. Did she take no for an answer? No, of course not. Of course so, not. Women can't handle rejection. There's no way. Yeah, especially in that fucking lunatic state she was in. So she pops the car in reverse, and she's heading at me full fucking speed, like a Secret Service agent, driving backwards, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? She's honking the horn, laying on the horn. At this point, I'm like, God damn, dude, I got to get away from her as fast as I can. So I start to turn the corner, and she's about to smash into a fucking, uh, like, stop sign. So I'm, I'm giving her in the- In reverse? In reverse. So I'm giving her the fucking, you know, hand palm, the stop sign. You know what I mean? I'm like, stop, stop, yeah. stop. Halt, halt. Yeah, halt. <laughs> Pump the brakes, bitch. And uh, so she slams on the brakes, skids, and I'm and she's screaming at the top of her lungs, like, if you don't get in this fucking car, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call the cops on you for not riding shotgun with me. Yeah, exactly. But in this moment, and I don't know if it's because I had too much to drink, but I'm like, you know what? If you can calm down, I'm going to get in this car with you, but you got to take me home. Like, I'm not going back to your house. I don't want to have this stupid fucking conversation I live three streets that way. You got to take me home and we'll talk tomorrow. But we got to calm down because I'm thinking. Yeah, at you're the, wiser with age now. 
Oh, yeah. Now I wouldn't. But at the time, I was thinking, like, anything for her not to call the cops. Because I know goddamn well I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to get into some heat for this. So it's going to be a costly endeavor for you one way or another if the cops get called. Yeah. And this is Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Like, this is supposed to be, this is only a week after we met. So if she's beating her fucking knuckles to hamburger meat a week after we meet, I mean, where could this possibly go? You know what I mean? So I get in the car and I'm fucking nervous at this point because I'm like, is she going to smash this car into a fucking building? All I'm looking at is her goddamn knuckle flap and the blood coming down. I mean, it was you saw the picture. I immediately sent you a picture. What did you think of it? Without exaggeration, it honestly looked like her hand had gotten run over by something. Yeah. So she's sitting there. You know, she's got the knuckles that look like they've been put through a wood chipper. And my fucking heart's racing at like 120 a minute because I'm like, God damn, I don't know. I don't even know what's to come, but I don't know why I got back in this fucking car. Luckily, nothing happened. She dropped me off and you would think, all right, that would be the end of it. And I wouldn't talk to this girl again. And I just chalk that up to a bad, um, you know, a bad Valentine's Day and fuck this bitch. You know what I mean? (laughs) But the pussy must have been sweet, huh? (sighs) Well, you know, all I'll say is it went on for another I don't know, eight, nine months after that. Um, their story. <laughs> if there was ever a, a warning sign or a red flag, that is the quintessential red flag. There are some stories with this bitch that get even crazier than that, to be honest with you. Yeah, she was definitely a nut job. I remember her pretty vividly during your time with her. And I don't think there was ever a stable moment during that time. You know, feel free to share your best and worst Valentine's Day with us here at Audio Harassment. I know. I would love to hear it. Sharp, I know you'd love to hear it. And uh, yeah, Valentine's Day is uh, coming up this week. Hopefully we'll have a decent Valentine's Day this year. It sounds like it'll be pretty stable for you. For me, it sounds like it'll be pretty easy. So I think we're in uh, a decent corner for this February. We survived the storm, so to speak. And now it's just coasting from here, right? Well, you survived the storm. Now that you're taken, I got to deal with these fucking idiot broads until the day I die. Well, if you didn't, we wouldn't have a podcast. So I hope it goes terribly wrong. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping this is your worst Valentine's Day ever. And we get the recap next week. And uh, all right. So why don't you tell people, since we, we invited them now to post their shit and to uh, leave their Valentine stories, why don't you tell people where they can find us here, Luke? Yeah. If you want to leave us a screenshot from your dating apps to make us pop with a good line or you want to share anything with us personally, comments, questions, whatever it may be, you can find us at Audio Harass on Twitter. You can find us on YouTube at Audio Harassed. Uh, we're big on TikTok now, blowing it up. Audio Harassment on the TikTok and Audio Harassment on Instagram. Please like, rate, and subscribe. Engage, comment, question, and let's get this Audio Harassment popping.